everybody. My name is Gab DeCunto, and this is a brand new podcast called That Causes Cancer. Um, I basically wanted to start a podcast to get my story out there, share my experiences, share the people that I learned, uh, that I met, I mean, and I just... I want people to know what it's like to go through something like this and if someone is going through this or a family member is going through this or whoever it may be, this I hope can be therapeutic to people who who are going through it and I, it's therapeutic for me because I'm able to express my feelings and express my words instead of keeping them all in. So this is something that's really important to me and I, I thought about it probably about a week into the hospital where I had no one there and I just had my thoughts and finding out that I had cancer I just said instead of glooming over the fact that I have cancer and there's nothing that I can do about it I was trying to think of ways that I can share my story because I want people to know and I want people to be able to uh, like learn and and develop from this so I just hope that this is able to help people and um, because I know it really does help me and and I've been in media all my life and just like experiences from my jobs and whatnot, I kind of thought a podcast was the perfect way to do that. So um, here we are. (laughs) And again, for those of you who do not know who I am, my name is Gabrielle DeCunto. I go by Gab and um, I'm from New Jersey central jersey that is a fucking thing so for everyone from north jersey who's like there's no such thing as central jersey fuck off (laughs) there is um i'm actually living at my parents house partly right now i have an apartment in jersey city with my husband but it's hard um and that's one of the things that's actually another episode that i'm going to talk about but um being an AYA, which is adolescence and young adult program, and it's basically somewhere where people can come together who are ages 18 to 30, and I'll be 30 next year, so I'm just making the cusp, but it's a way to um, share our stories together and learn about each other's experiences, and one of the big ones is just like losing your independence and having to depend on different people like your parents again after you were able to move out get married start a life so it's something that's really difficult but that's that's something for another episode today I'm just going to introduce and um, this is how the podcast is going to work I was diagnosed with stage 4 Hodgkin's lymphoma back in March March 15th 2021 and um Right now, today, we are in September, and it's it's just been a long, long journey. So I want to be able to start there, and then each episode, talk about a different story and go in chronological order and, you know, do it from that. So I also thought about dropping my, my podcast in September because I wanted to... Well, let me tell you the story first. So basically, I was like, I dropped my teaser on my Instagram, which is at Gab So please follow me. I would love to get more exposure to the podcast. But um, I dropped a a teaser on there saying that I didn't know when I was going to start my podcast because of my chemo treatment and just like the stuff that I'm going through and the pains and the side effects. So when I feel good, I record. And that's what it's that's what it's like. But a part of what I want to do with this podcast is make awareness to different um, organizations. And it doesn't have to necessarily be cancer organizations. It could be 
anything else with illnesses or education or businesses, whatever it may be. And so I, I Googled September Awareness Month and I was like, what, what is this month specific to? And it turns out, sorry, that was my dog shaking if you guys heard that. Um, but it turns out that September is lymphoma and leukemia awareness month blood cancer awareness month which is what i have and i just thought it was fate to start and drop this like during that time so so that's what i'm doing and it's just funny how it works out like that and i just really believe in signs and whatnot so that's what is pushing me to do this in september you know i wanted to do it september 1st but i unfortunately had to get go to the hospital and uh, deal with some things so so I have to push it back but this is going to drop sometime in September and I'm going to look back and it's going to be awesome let's bring that back just a little bit um I was praying that this would drop September 30th but me being new to podcast had no idea that there's a lot of work that goes into it, especially when you drop your first episode. Don't get me wrong. I knew there was a lot of work, but I didn't realize along with everything that I'm going through it would be like double the work. So October 1st, it's October 1st and I'm dropping my first episode of my freaking podcast. So that's what it's going to be. And you know what? My sister-in-law, Sydney, shout out Sid. She told me that in numerology, um, the number one is a special number. Um, so I felt confident dropping the podcast on October 1st, and, and that's what we're doing. So I'm going to kind of get into it now, and hopefully you guys can appreciate what I'm saying and, and maybe learn a little bit from it. So like I said, I am a lymphomy. I have stage 4 Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and I was diagnosed on March 15th. So, so let's backtrack a little bit to how did a lot of people ask me, you know, did you know, like what pains did you have? Like, is it in your family? Do you feel like you were tired all the time? I get a lot of questions and, and yes, there's so many things that I can say yes to, but there's also a lot of things that I can say no to. And it's, and it's hard because I really was living with this cancer my doctor said for about a year and it's just grown and grown and that's why I'm at stage four but I had slight pains here and there but I just didn't think anything of it so in March 2020 when the pandemic started I started getting like really crazy migraines uh and they were more vertigo migraines like I would get dizzy when I stood up and I had to sit back down for five minutes and catch my drift. And I eat all the fucking time. So like it has nothing to do with me not putting enough nutrition in my body. Um, But it was very, they were painful. You know, they were keeping me from sleeping. I definitely am a teeth grinder. So that was definitely part of it. But the migraines kind of came out of nowhere. It wasn't just like a normal headache. And even when I was at work, like towards the end of work, I would work a little bit later hours. I... I would get these migraines and I would have to put like, I I would bring my ice face mask to work and everyone would laugh at me. And it's just funny because I would wear it at my desk, but it helps me with the migraine. So long story short, I went to a neurologist in Manhattan and she said, you know, we were going to give you a couple tests. So I went for an EKG and, or an EEG. I forget which one it is. It's where they stick the sticky things on your brain and they see your wavelengths. So I did that. And then I also went for a brain MRI and 
basically they just wanted to see obviously if there was anything that came up turns out that there was nothing and my doctor kind of shoved it to the side and was like you have a little bit of pressure on your eyes but that's just because you have bad eyesight so you know it's probably just stress and I'm like okay it's fucking stress I guess so I kind of went you know March April May June July like through the summer, just dealing with these migraines, drinking Excedrin. I used to have Excedrin migraine. I would take it like candy. It wasn't really the best thing, but I just kind of went through it. And then come summer, me and my husband, Corey, decided to buy a Peloton. We wanted to get in shape. We were going to Aruba in December, and we just wanted to be in shape. So we bought the Peloton and I wrote it probably every day or every other day or tried to do it every day. And I started forming this back pain. And I'm like, oh, it's from the Peloton. You lean over. They say that you can get like strains in like your back and whatnot. So I basically just thought it was from that. Um, it started getting worse and worse. And my brother Vincent is going to school to be a PT. And I was explaining my pains to him. And he was like, try these stretches, yada, yada, yada. So I, so I did the stretches and they would help a little bit, but the next day I would wake up and just be in a little bit more pain. So I really didn't know what the problem was. I just kind of was like back pain. I'm sore, like that type of thing, because I was working out and I hadn't had, I hadn't worked out in a long time. So it was like new to me. So my body, I just felt was sore. So that was kind of like, all right, whatever as well, just like the migraines were. But then towards November and December, I started getting night sweats and I was very itchy. So the night sweats were kind of crazy because I would wake up in the middle of the night with like a pool of sweat on my in my sheets and like my, my body was physically hot and I, it was so uncomfortable to the point where I would get up at three in the morning and shower and just like feel refreshed and I always blames my husband and we laugh about it now but he's like a very heavy hot sleeper so when he would cuddle with me or like put his body on top of me I thought that I was sweating because of that but then me and him were thinking we were like there's no way that you have literally beads of sweat like dripping and causing us like a pool of sweat in the sheets so we changed our sheets millions of times we got like the expensive ones the cooling ones all these different types of sheets and I just still was getting them and it wasn't every night so I wasn't that concerned but the nights that I had them I was kind of like what the fuck is going on so I would take my temperature as well and it was always just normal temperature like 98 point whatever and so I never thought like about you know fever Esque. And it was also during the pandemic, like I said. So, like, and me and Corey both hadn't had COVID. So, I d- I was thinking maybe sure, maybe I had COVID, but I didn't have a cough. I didn't lose any of my senses. I just kind of ruled that out, to be completely honest. And I and and it's funny because I would go for tests, like rapid tests, if I really felt it, and I, they would always come back negative. So it it wasn't COVID. Um, I just thought it was you know, stress again. I always blamed it on fucking stress, which I'm sure a lot of people do. A lot of people blame everything on stress and it's just so important to go to the doctor, but that's for another episode as well. Let me continue with this. So as soon as I started getting the sweats and the itchiness, I was like, okay, this is a little weird, but whatever. And November passed, December passed. I went to Aruba in December and I had a great time for New Year's. I was with my family. We all got COVID tests. We were at the urgent care at 6 a.m. waiting for those tests to come back so that we can get the fuck out of this country. 
So we did, and we had a great time, and I was fine, and I had my pains here and there, but nothing excruciating to stop me from doing anything. So after I got back from Aruba, things were the same, and I started experiencing the pains again and whatever. Come February, my cousin moved to Miami, and I was like, I have to go visit her. Like, this is going to be so much fun. So I looked up flights, and they were super cheap. So I was like, screw it. I'm going. I called my mom. I'm like, mom, I'm going to go to Miami. Corey can't come, but, like, Nikki's there. I want to go visit her. And she was like, yeah, you should just do it. Like, why the hell not? The tickets were, like, $80 round trip. So I was like, I got to go. So this is, like, the end of February, the first week of March-ish. And I went down to Miami. Me and my cousin had such a great time. We were with two of our other friends, and... It was just, it was a party weekend. We drank, we relaxed on the beach, we ate, we were up till four in the morning, five in the morning all night. So I was just like living life. And one night I woke up with the crazy night sweats again and I was like, there's gotta be something wrong. Like, I don't know what's going on. And this was like maybe, I was there Thursday to Tuesday. So I got these Saturday night into Sunday morning and it was like Saturday was our really big night of just partying and stuff. So I was like, I'm sweating out everything. Like we drank so much water and whatever. So I'm like, oh, it's probably nothing. Then what was really, really weird was, and this is going to be TMI, but like at this point, I don't even fucking care. And for TMI, too much information for any parents listening. Um, But basically I couldn't go to the bathroom either and not not number one, number two, like I just couldn't go. Um, and it was about, it was since Thursday. So before I went to Miami and I told my cousin about it, she's in cancer research, which was just ironic, but she was like, you got to take a laxative, blah, blah, blah. So we tried Miralax. I even tried one of those like baby laxatives and I kid you not, nothing happened. Like my stomach didn't even gurgle. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Nikki's Nikki, my cousin, that's her name. She was like, there's a, why are you not going to the bathroom? Like, I don't understand. And I kind of was just like, I don't fucking know, Nick. Let's just party and have a good time. So we did. And for the rest of the time, I didn't go. And I was like, this is pretty bad. So I got back Tuesday. We had a great time. I called my mom. I told her the story. And I told her I was still getting the night sweats and the back pain. And she was like, all right, you need to go to an urgent care. So I got back Tuesday And I was like, okay, fine, I'll go to the urgent care. But it sucks, mom, because I don't have insurance, which I didn't have medical insurance at the time. So anytime that I was going, I lost it at the during the pandemic. Um, So unfortunately, like my mindset was like, no, don't go to the doctor and waste money. (laughs) So my mom took a couple of days of convincing me and my back pain started getting really bad. It was like my lower right abdomen, like up my right side of my body into my armpit and like kind of on my shoulder now. So I was like, okay, this is weird. Let's go to urgent care. I go to the urgent care up where my apartment is and... They told me that I, well, first they gave me a COVID test and it came back negative. And then they were like, you know, give us your symptoms. And I said, I can't go to the bathroom and I have really bad back pain. I feel like it's something with my kidney. I I'm, I don't know. And they were like, maybe we're going to do a urine sample. So they did a urine sample and there was like eucalytes. I forget what they were called, like in, inside my urine. And they were like, you have a UTI. So this guy doctor's looking at me like, oh, you have a UTI, blah, blah, blah. Like, what have you been doing? And I'm like, one, I know what a UTI feels like. This isn't a UTI, but fine. Give me an antibiotic. Maybe it'll help me. 
So I take the I take the antibiotic for so this is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was a three day three day two times a three days for two times a day every twelve hours. This medic I think it was amoxicillin. I don't know what it was. Anyway, I took it. Nothing happened. I still had the pain. I still didn't go to the bathroom. And now my mom's like, "This is not good." Like my parents were like, "You need to go to the ER." So I said, "Okay, Monday. I'm gonna I'll drive home tomorrow and we'll go to the ER." So on Monday, I meet my mom here. She takes me to one of the hospitals over here close to where my parents' house is. Um, and we knew someone there. And she was just, just such a blessing helping us get in through the ER and everything. But I got there and me and my mom were there from 11 a.m. till 9 p.m. So it was a long day. Um, I got in, I started getting really, really, really bad pain now in my back and the nurses gave me morphine to help me. You know, I explained to the doctor what's going on, how I haven't gone to the bathroom and how, you know, I have this crazy pain. I'm getting the night sweats, the itching. And he was like, we're going to take a CAT scan on your, on your back, on your kidneys and see what's going on. So I was like, okay. So I did that. The results came back probably like a couple hours later and me and my mom were just sitting there like, Oh, I hope I don't have to get my appendix removed. I hope that it's not a kidney stone. Like, I was so fucking scared that this was a fucking kidney stone. Like, those things, I've just heard terrible things. Like, worse than giving birth. And I was like, fuck that. I do not want a fucking kidney stone. So, like, me and my mom are just bullshitting back and forth about this. And my doctor comes back. And, like, it's at a scene of a movie. And mind you, like, this is surreal to me. Like, I remember everything, but it's, like, just feels like it wasn't real. So, basically, he comes. He, like, takes his, you know, like, doctors wear those, um, like, those headscarves, you know? So, it's, like, a scene out of Grey's Anatomy. Like, he takes his headscarf off, and he's, like, okay, the scan came back. And me and my mom looked at each other, like, okay, what's going on? Like, oh, please don't tell me. Like, I have to go in for surgery. And he's, like, so... Unfortunately, we found swollen lymph nodes and also a swollen spleen. And I was kind of like, what the fuck is a lymph node? I have no fucking idea. And he was just saying that there's nothing wrong with my kidneys. My appendix is fine. I have a kidney stone in my left kidney, but it's nothing to worry about because these things are more important, the lymph nodes and the swollen spleen. So he's like, have you ever had mono? And I did back in high school when I was a senior and I had it pretty bad. I had to get my tonsils out. It was a whole big thing, but he asked me that. And so he's like, oh, you had it? Okay, we're going to rule that out. So I'm like, what are the other things that you're you're trying to rule out here? I, I don't really understand. And he kind of left us with that, and I just was still so confused about what was going on. And same with my mom. My mom was kind of teary-eyed, and I was kind of like, I hope this is, like, not too bad. I really didn't know what lymphoma was. I felt like I was hiding. I hid under a rock or something that I didn't know what it was. But this is what was crazy. As soon as that doctor left, this nurse came in, and she was a blessing. Uh, she was so sweet and nice, but the first thing she said when she came in was, Oh my God, that was probably so much to take in. Don't worry about it. I'm going to tell you all the best cancer hospitals. And she said, cancer. And I was like, cancer? Like what? What? That's what lymphoma is? And like me and my mom, I'm telling you, this was so quick. We didn't have a chance to discuss like what he said. She came running into my section and was like, my father had lymphoma. 
It's a curable cancer. Don't worry. Um, here are some suggestions. This is my father's doctor. This is that. And I kind of was like, okay, like overwhelmed, like not even hearing cancer. Like I just kind of put it in the back of my head. So the doctor comes back and she like kind of left or whatever. And she, he was like, we're going to have to admit you. And I look at my mom. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? She's like, you have to stay overnight here, Gab. And I was like, oh fuck. Like what is going on right now? I was like, okay. So at this point, they needed like to find me a room and all this stuff. And my nurse came back and she's like, we have to give you a COVID test basically just because they're admitting me and they had to decide like which, you know, which floor to put me on. They had a whole COVID floor. Now mind you, this is a year after COVID. So this is just this past March in 2021. So, you know, the hospitals were still crazy with this fucking virus. So me and my mom were talking there and my dad had called to be told my dad, I called Corey. Um, and I basically was just saying like, Hey, you guys should come visit me in the hospital. I have to get admitted. So my dad came in, saw me for a little bit. They gave me the COVID test. My dad, and it was only one person at bedside. So my mom left, let my dad in. My dad was with me for like 10 to 15 minutes. The COVID test was still getting processed. My dad left and he's like, Oh, why don't you see Corey? So Corey came in, he brought me fucking crispy pizza, shout out crispy pizza. But it's like to, cause I was getting admitted. So I was like, I want food. I don't want to like, and I've never been admitted into the hospital. So I didn't know like what it was like. So he brought me food. He brought my laptop. He brought me a bunch of things. Cause I didn't know how long I was going to be here. I thought it was going to be just for the night. So he came in, he's literally with me for 30 seconds. I kid you not. And the nurse comes in and she's like, you tested positive for COVID. And I'm like, you must have the wrong test. Cause I just tested negative. She's like, no, sweetie, you, you are positive for COVID and you need to get put into isolation. And he's, she's like, your boyfriend's got to go. I'm like, uh, can you give me five fucking minutes? Like he just got here. And she's like, no, we have to move you now. And I'm like, this is crazy already now. Now I'm pissed. You don't want to get gap pissed. Now I'm fucking pissed. So Corey leaves. They put me into a, took my, uh, my bed. Like I was wheeled on the fucking bed and they fucking put me in the COVID section of the ER. That was a storage closet. A storage fucking closet. I was in there on the bed. Nurses were coming in and out, grabbing supplies. It was fucking unreal. I'm sitting there waiting for my bed. Now, mind you, Corey, my mom, and my dad were pushed away as I was going into isolation. They're calling my name. It was like a movie, like, Gab, Gab. And I kind of just looked back and like shrugged because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then I went in a fucking storage closet and there's nurses coming in and out trying to treat these patients that have COVID like pretty bad. And not one person is saying anything to me, which I was like, hello, like I'm supposed to go into a room. Like what's going on? Why am I in this fucking storage closet? And I got the attention of one nurse finally, as I said, listen, I've been sitting here for an hour. Like I've been waiting for a room. Can you please go get my other nurse? And like, can I have an update? Because no one's fucking updated me and I'm angry. And she was like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Are you here for COVID? I said, I got a scan. I have swollen lymph nodes and a swollen spleen. I don't know what's going on. I need more morphine and I'm getting more and more worked up, more and more fucking worked up. To the point where I started breaking down. I was overwhelmed. I missed my parents and Corey already. And I was in a storage closet. 
And I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) Until next episode of That Causes Cancer. Find out where the fuck I went after the storage closet. And I decided that when I end these podcasts or episodes, I'm going to do something inspirational. That that's that's not just keep your positive thoughts and you go girl and I know that sounds mean, but like let's develop more from that. Like let's not just say stay positive or it's all the mindset. That's all you need to get through this. So many people say that and it's like you don't know what it's like to get through this. So if you're a cancer patient listening to this, I am thinking of you and I'm praying for you. And I've learned that those are two really, really important things to say during that journey. But I'm going to leave everyone off with this. I was in the hospital a couple weeks ago with my aunt. This is my mom's cousin, but she's basically her sister. And we call her Aunt Lulu. And we were there. And I told her, like, I hate when people say, like, stay positive and do this and do that. And she was like, well, let's think of another, let's think of something else. And I was like, yeah. And she just goes, what about choose happy? And I was like, huh, okay. She was like, choose happy. If you're in the situation, stay positive, of course, but... You're going to choose happy. You're not going to choose to be sad. You're not going to choose to be depressed. You're not going to choose to be in your own head. You're going to choose to be happy through everything. You smile when you, when you have an appetite. You smile when you're able to stand in the shower and not feel faint. You smile when your family and friends are around you and hug you and kiss you and just love you so much and really are just there for you. So there's all these things that little things that you're grateful for that you choose happy. And I just hope everyone does that. I believe in the power of prayer, baby. It's worked for my journey. And I really want to spread that message as well. Choose happy and power of prayer. Also, I just want to thank Mr. Kevin Shand for putting together the music for this podcast, that intro and outro music, that dope beat was made by him. So if you're into that music and into that beat, you can go follow Kevin at Kev Sugar on SoundCloud for more of some of the best stuff he does. So thank you again, Kevin, for putting together the music for this. You are the best. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you tune into episode two. Coming soon.